So, Knives Out, huh? Uh, Knives Out, yeah. Um, so First, actually, we... before we go down the rabbit hole of the movie, I gotta ask, what are you drinking, Dustin? Well, I'm drinking rum, John. <laughs> Rummed up reviews. Rummed up for first show, we gotta drink rum, right? Cheers to that, man. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. So, um, if you're curious what kind of rum I'm drinking, I'm drinking Bayou Rum. Bayou Rum. Never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's made in Louisiana, I believe. I don't remember. It's got this really cool logo of like a crocodile on the front. All right. It's good stuff. It's really smooth. Okay. I think it's smooth. Okay. I don't drink a lot of rum, so. Uh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I'm the, I'm the rum drinker. No. You're the rum drinker. I, I mean, I'm oh, enjoying. Shit. Can you really call yourself that, though? Why not? Well, because you just drank Captain back in college. Yeah, but in college. Let's... Nowadays, I drink. Uh, today, I'm having a wonderful Appleton Estate uh, s- uh, signature blend. Um, I've also opened up the doors to such great delicacies as Appleton Estate Reserve Blends. (laughs) And, and Pirate, 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 Pirate. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's the one that comes in the little, I sent you guys a picture of it, uh, when I bought it, uh, had the little charm on it and, um, stand by to this day. Like it's a good rum. But it is so unique because if you don't let it breathe, then it just tastes like kerosene. But if you let it breathe, you get all these fruit flavors in it. So, I mean, we'll have to go into later on in the show, like actually <laughs> reviewing rums, like where we set out some rums and then we actually review them. We'll have to try that. And we'll totally butcher it. Maybe someday um, when we're in person. <laughs> right, exactly. Because COVID right now, we're all doing – well, COVID and the fact that um, – you're in Topeka, Kansas. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. That's, this is why we're not doing this in person. That is true. So, but all right. Anyway, going back. Yeah. So, knives out. Knives out. Um, this was a movie that I watched a while ago, um, and it it intrigued me, you know, from the trailer right away. Um, you know, like with you know murder, you know, opening up with like a clue esque, you know, vibe, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Why, I guess, you know, what drew you to the movie right away? Ooh, well, as you know, I'm a big movie nerd. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess a couple things. Like, with Knives Out, it has a just all-star cast of, of people in it. Um, so, that was intriguing from the jump. But, you know, a cast doesn't always mean anything. So, but no, pretty similar <laughs> to what you said, I'd say, right? Like the, the, you don't see a lot of mysteries anymore, a lot of murder mysteries anymore. Um, and so that was an intriguing, like, okay, let's, let's see what we got. Um, and also I feel like I had seen the trailer for this, like very conveniently, um, Right after I had watched the movie Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> so I was like uh, in a headspace of like murder mystery, solving it, figuring it out. And I was like, and then I see this trailer and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go see that movie. <laughs> yeah. No, Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. That could be a whole nother episode. That's also a good movie. It is. Uh, for sure. It's going to be talked uh, about. I'm going to bring it up a few times today. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess for those that don't know, uh, Knives Out, basically, you know, the plot is there's this wealthy businessman uh, or wealthy author who's written conveniently all these murder mystery you know, novels, mystery novels. Right. Um, and then, you know, he ends up dead and it looks like a suicide. But is it a suicide? Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> exactly right um and then you know the, the story follows the protagonist uh what was her name uh um, marta marta yes the protagonist because she was really close played her, by anadea moss who is currently dating ben affleck oh okay yeah. yeah see like you know getting into the whole dynamite cast thing you know that doesn't necessarily mean much to me because I don't know movie actors <laughs> that well. Um, obviously, Daniel Craig, yes. Uh, Chris Evans, yes. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yes. Can you tell me where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's at in the movie? 
where he's yeah. at? What do you mean? Well, because you, you, you've identified that he's in the movie, which I find yes. really interesting because most people don't know that. Oh, well, the only reason that I wouldn't, the, the only reason that I know Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name is because I pulled it up on Wikipedia. And I've seen him in other movies, obviously, right? right. Um, so do you want me to say what his... Yeah, do you, like, do you know what he does in the movie? Oh, you know what? I, I think I'm getting it mixed up with somebody you, else. You definitely are, because Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, is in the movie. But he's not one of the well, main okay. characters. You yeah, never no, actually well, so see like, him on screen. Yeah, but, okay. So, like, when I pulled up the information for this movie, Detective Hadrock voice cameo. Yeah. So that's totally not who I'm thinking. No, of. he's the voice of oh a character. He's the voice of uh, the detective that I think Marta's sister, the TV show she's listening to, whenever it oh. like first introduces Marta. In the kitchen, and her mom like yells at her, and she's like, "Marcia's friend just not the the, <laughs> yeah. the detective the show that you don't actually really yeah. see." Yeah, is Joseph Gordon Levitt? Oh my gosh, gosh. Okay, now I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up because you know, like I like I've already said, I'm not good with actors, so clearly I don't know who I just got that mixed up with. I don't either, but yeah. So I mean, overall, you know. Another thing, I guess, that really drew me to the movie from the trailer that I watched was, you know, just the production quality of the trailer. And once you get into the movie, you, you know, realize immediately that the production quality is really good. And, right. you know, the cinematography and everything that they did for the movie is great. Right. Um, me having a graphic design background and drawn to that. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. See... Yeah, no, that's it, it. It's definitely a very well shot film, um, and that comes through in the trailer. So, yeah. um, the cinematography overall, they used a lot of uh, just really good practical effects. The CGI that they do use um, is is pretty solid. They use CGI. They do. In fact, a fun fact about the movie: um, there's one particular piece of CGI that occurs. Um, a lot that most people don't don't know. I certainly didn't know until recently. Uh, the portrait of of um, Christopher Plummer's um, character, the old the the central figure, the, the, the mystery Harlan Harlan from Harlan, yeah. The portrait of him that they like constantly show was entirely CGI because they didn't have it done in time for the film, so they just filmed a green screen portrait. And then oh, digitally added the picture in later. <laughs> okay. So, you know, another thing that I really loved about the movie was production design yeah. or, you know, you know, set design. Yeah. I loved all of that. And something that I noticed because they kept cutting back to that picture that you're referencing, which I had no idea was CGI. Yeah. Um, but did you notice that the knife that he kills himself was in that portrait? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's the great. exact same it's knife. Just, yeah. It's just it's just such a great way of like you know pulling everything together. Oh yeah, just very subtly like consistently reminding you, right? Like, right, consistently <laughs> reminding that the man committed suicide. <laughs> allegedly, 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 suicide. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So this movie came out. It, let's see, a year ago. I don't actually have the date. I think it was actually twenty eighteen, wasn't it? It was 2019, oh. but I didn't write down the month. I should have wrote down the month. Next episode, we'll get that. Um, so it's probably almost two years old. Yeah. I, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is they're actually working on a second one, uh, which is cool. Um, probably not going to have the same cast from what I was reading. Um, no, I think the we, only character that's supposed to come back is Daniel Craig's. Oh really? Yeah. So I was reading about that and I couldn't quite tell if he was coming back or not. So yeah. So so one of the things with this movie too is it's. I told you I was going to bring up uh, Murder on the Orient Express a few times. Um, <laughs> Ryan Johnson, director. Um, which can you tell me yep. what else he's directed? Like famously. Uh, well, yes, I can <laughs> because I pulled this information up and I was going because I, I had no idea what you know order we were going to do this episode yeah. in. Like, are we just going to run down through all the stats? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, well, you're uh, the one with the, uh, know, some, the model. Here. Some people, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> model. <laughs> the model was maybe get a little drunk and review this movie. Talk about a movie. <laughs> no. Uh, some people might know or have heard of the movie called Looper, yeah. which was made a while back um, with uh, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon uh, Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but the big one that everyone should know, um, if you have been paying attention to any movies recently would probably have to be what john's star star that would be star wars the last uh (laughs) jedi Jedi. yeah and depending (laughs) on who you are that was uh was that was a great movie and it was also like why are you killing our child no it's either like yeah no this is a fine like next step in this new trilogy or this is the biggest heaping pile of garbage I've ever seen, and let's all run Ryan Johnson out of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, honestly, looking back real quick, I wouldn't have mind him, because he didn't direct the other two, right? They kicked him off, if I recall correctly. Yeah, no, he was but, supposed to get his own trilogy. Right, And then they right. and then, said, nope. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> they cut him just like they cut the main character in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, he was supposed to do the Last Jedi and then do his own trilogy separate from the Skywalker saga, right? Um, yeah. But then after massive backlash, they were like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> so. Maybe not. And you know, I I enjoyed that movie, but anyway, that's yeah, a whole so different he, conversation. <laughs> that is a whole different conversation. We probably should stray away from yes that, that rabbit hole. We're um, not drunk enough for that but, one yet exactly right exactly um interestingly enough though when i was you know doing a little research on the show movie my bad um the producer uh ram bergman um he and ryan johnson kind of like go hand in hand it looks like so like yeah um he also produced well he produced star wars right uh ram bergman produced star wars last jedi looper and then you know some of the other movies that ryan johnson has directed uh let's see uh, the Brothers Bloom. I, I haven't heard that of that one. I've not heard of, no. Yeah. He didn't really have that many um, movies that he actually has directed. Right. I mean, he did, but um, not well known yeah. at, at all. Yeah. Um, he did actually, interestingly enough, direct a few episodes of Breaking Bad, which I haven't seen any episodes of. And one of our friends, Jack Davidson, out there, he would probably. He'd probably stab you. Hurt me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, be like poor Christopher Plummer. Why? Yeah, he's he's always like, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, getting back on track, getting the trains back on track. Let's 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 talk more about the movie that we're trying to review right now. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, hold on. Let me. So let me bring it. Let me let me bring it back. Um, to kind of how we went went down that little rabbit hole. Ryan Johnson has stated this movie like his inspiration came from a lot of the childhood um like murder mystery movies and books that he had he had read in his childhood uh in particular mm-hmm. agatha agatha christie's works so murder on the orient express the abc murders oh all of those things. okay um, okay you see i you throw her name out <laughs> you're like i don't know who, what the hell that is <laughs> yeah so no so this movie is inspired by that body of work um and there's a number mm-hmm. of um easter eggs and like things that are laden to relate back um to yeah to that so i don't remember right. why i originally br- was gonna bring that up but i just remembered i was gonna that was the whole reason we brought up Ryan. you Johnson. were probably like i need to bring up all of the orient express <laughs> murder on just the gonna orient keep express. throwing it out there you just gotta just keep throwing it, throwing it oh, okay <laughs> You know, jumping back in, you know, another thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was the way they opened up and presented the, you know, diverse cast. Yeah. Um, you know, like the character, they not only presented the diverse cast, but they presented the characters well with, uh, you know, the interviews right, right kind of off the bat. Um, I have no idea on the timestamp on which, you know, they actually started interviewing people right. for the murder. But, you know, just the way that they had everyone come in one by one. They introduced, um, uh, let's see, uh, Daniel Craig's character, Bennett Blanc, um, with him just over there in the shadows, listening as, you know, they're all telling their individual stories. Yeah. And then 
either randomly or, you know, maybe intentionally hitting the piano in certain notes? So if you pay attention, it's it's almost a Pavlonian thing. Uh, Pavlov. Every time um, Blanc hits the note on the piano, the detective, I cannot remember his name right now, um, always then immediately goes, oh, right, before I forget, and then asks all of them the exact same uh, question. Okay. I did not notice that. Um, I will be honest, when I watched this movie last night, or rewatched the movie last night, I was a little drunk. <laughs> Already? Wow. It was, it was, yeah, you know, just, no, no. Um, that's really interesting, though. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it was it was his signal, I guess, to like ask that particular question, right? And then you know, as the movie progresses a little bit, there it's like, excuse me, who? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things (laughs) I loved about the way they introduced the cast too is they very subtly tell you from the beginning um, that all of these people are full of shit. Um, yes. <laughs> and yes. I mean, like it pretty rapidly, like blatantly tells you, but I mean, just the, the, for example, when, um, the scream queen herself, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, it's, you're, you're going to learn more about okay. that part and of her just... history, uh, as we go into the Halloween episodes. Um, what ja- <laughs> whole thing, Jamie Lee short truncated version Jamie Lee Curtis became known as the Scream Queen because during kind of the really sharp rise of her career, um, she played a lot of female protagonists in uh, horror movies, particularly slasher films. Um, And she obviously was always trying to get away and she would scream in every one of these movies. She became known as the, the Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, most famously, of course, playing Laurie Strode in the Halloween franchise. Um, and then also, uh, the original prom night, great movies, but huh. those are younger years for Jamie. Oh, yeah. Curtis, then, oh yeah. Those are, that's okay. like the, okay. that's like eighties, nineties era. Okay. Cause honestly, this is going to sound probably bad, but isn't she the mom and freaky? Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's what you know her from, isn't it? Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's her. Um, uh, so anyway, when she tells her story, right, it, does the little flashback to um, um, Thromby's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it shows like her and her husband um, and her kids around, uh, except Ransom, not Ransom, but like around, uh, around him, right? With the birthday yep. cake coming down. And then when Michael Shannon's character, Walt, tells the story... Uh, and it does the flashback. It's the exact same shot for shot scene, except it's Walt and his wife and his kids around uh-huh. him. Uh, and so, like immediately, you're, immediately you're like, "Oh, okay, these guys are all like their stories already don't line up." Like before you know anything else about them, it's an immediate signal. Oh, okay, we're just getting really unreliable characters here. Right. No, like the way the script was written is is just on point. Like, like I, I don't think I really have any gripes with the way the story was written at all. And you know, speaking of which, the writer was also Ryan Johnson. Of course, wrote and directed the book. There's a lot of like he was clearly working on this beforehand, um, but there's kind of this fan theory out there that there, <laughs> this was him like basically giving the middle finger to all of the trolls uh from star wars like that hated him over what he did to star wars and like said he was a horrible director and a horrible writer and he didn't know what he was doing and blah 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 and so there's this kind of theory that he like put it all on the line in this movie just to be like screw you guys i am good suck it (laughs) oh my gosh that's that's funny i mean i can see it um well and he did say that the one thing that leans some lend some credence to that is he did say um i think it's jacob thromby the the you, we don't see a lot of him the the nazi boy 
Um, yeah, the alt right right youth's not Nazi kid. Um, he he did say in an interview, if I'm if I'm remembering what I read correctly, uh, that he based that character off of the online internet trolls from Star Wars. Because oh. <laughs> he's been very outspoken about like calling those people trolls. And so he was just like, yeah, no, I based that character off of those people. <laughs> yep. And, you know, going back to uh, the interview process there at the beginning of the movie, um, when they were interviewing um, the other character that you mentioned. Walt? Uh, yes, Walt. Thank you. Um, also, gonna, side note, I feel complete side note um it might just be me but does he look like peter dinklage a little bit no maybe, maybe. you don't think <laughs> so like, Shannon does it. not look like peter dinklage at all you don't think so like i i was i was comparing the two and i was like maybe well i mean I to start being, off being michael shannon is like two feet taller <laughs> i didn't want to go that route i really didn't want to go that route anyway okay coming back um when they were interviewing uh, Walt Pomberty, Michael Shannon, uh, he mentioned you know the power of the internet, right? Yeah, and how he doesn't understand the internet too. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So like, I could see, I could see, you know, um, Ryan Johnson, like, yeah, no, he's definitely like freaking troll. Yeah, he's 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 you know shoving his thumb in their face and you know, <laughs> telling them off and. Poking, he's yeah. poking that bear, as my grandmother used to say. He's poking the bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, going on, progressing through the story, you know, finally kind of coming to, um, gosh, what's her? I'm awful at names, especially like when I watch the movies. I'm always like that that movie, Marta. Marta. Yes, Marta. Right. So you know, we finally get to her. Right. Yeah. After we've interviewed everybody else, we finally get to her and. You know, the, the, uh, the point where she's like, or where the detective says like, well, I have a little, I have a little birdie that said that you can't lie. You have a, um, what, what is the exact phrase he uses? A regurgitative reaction yep. to mistruth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm going to start using oh. that line, by the way, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have to give Daniel Craig, uh, ton of credit and his voice coach for sure because you know he probably didn't grow up in the south you know daniel craig's british right <laughs> no i know right exactly exactly so, so he like definitely didn't he... grow up in the south <laughs> i know so but like just the fa- the fact that he can do that is just i think that's crazy. i mean that's um, that's why he's an actor <laughs> well yes Obviously. Um, that's why he's an actor and I'm let's here. I mean I know you want to talk about uh, Marta some more in her regurgitative reaction to mistruthin but real quick well, let's <laughs> I, I'm gonna side rail us again um, <laughs> since you brought up Daniel Craig's character and in particular his accent um, I know from a prior conversation when you first watched the movie you said you actually like at first you didn't really like it but then it grew on you so now that you've gone back and watched it again and, and all of this, like just generally, like what are your thoughts on all of that? And then I, I have a couple things to, to throw in on it, obviously. You know, honestly, like the first time you watch Daniel Craig with that accent, you know, knowing that he's British um, and then watching him in the bot movies, you know, you just have kind of like a gut check, yeah. right? You're like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so... You know, the second time through, you know, knowing that that was already a thing, you know, it just, I guess it didn't even hit me. It didn't face me because I knew, you know, I was already expecting. Right. Um, So, you know, again, it's more of like an appreciation thing. Like, wow. Right. That's really awesome that, you know, he can do that. And I think he did it really well. Definitely. Um, Um, You know, one of the things a lot of people, his accent is something that, that some folks don't love um about the movie because they feel like it's it's overdone really they feel like it's overdone uh, but one, so one of the things bringing up agatha christie and the murder on the orient express again uh pedro from her stories detective pedro um he obviously has this really thick french accent um mm-hmm. every time he's yeah. been properly represented um Ryan Johnson again 
went on to say that he viewed um, Daniel Craig's character, Blanc, in this movie as the American Pedro, um, which again is really ironic because Daniel Craig's British, uh, but also it almost plays into, again, that tribute to Agatha Christie that uh, Johnson's doing here because every time that Perrault has been played on screen, Perrault is supposed to be French. He's always been played by like an Englishman, a Scotsman, or an Irishman. He's never actually been played by, by, by a, a Frenchman. A Frenchman. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> Like, there's a lot of people that don't love Craig's accent in the movie because they feel like it's being overdone. It's like, no, that's the point. Mm -hmm. The point is it's supposed to be hammy. It's supposed to be larger than life. It's supposed exactly. to be that it, very, yeah. like... And they, at one point, blatantly say it in the movie, but it is, like, Craig himself, um, one of, like, three inspirations he listed off uh, for how he came to that... That's the voice he wanted to do is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be this, like, over-the-top, I mean, ridiculous country southern accent. And, and, you know, it really just kind of plays into the larger-than-life character, you know, that they're presenting, oh, yeah. like, this detective that you oh, know, yeah. just comes in out of nowhere, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, also being paid off by some random person. Randomly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, and where where I was going, you no, know, like when they start to interview, uh, bringing it full circle, when they start to interview Marta, and you know we kind of start to get the backstory, and you know I might be a little off on the timeline here, but you know you start to hear her story and see the background of like what actually happened. Yeah, it's like okay, they're trying to pin this all on Marta. It looks like she did it, right? So, but it's like, but she didn't, obviously, right? And then, you know, you're bringing in, like, and then bringing in the detective being paid off by somebody. Who's paying him off? Well, I, I think I think it's incorrect to say he's paid off. He's not paid off. Well, he's, he's right. paid for exactly. by an anonymous being, person. Yeah, a large stack <laughs> by of a, money. An envelope. An envelope? That's all it took. An envelope of cash. <laughs> an envelope. Yep, an envelope. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing one of those show up at my doorstep that's no joke <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah just just the way that like everything was played into like that i mean you know i have to ask i mean when you watched it the first time you know who do you think you were really like okay no this is who did it because you know like that's you know you're it's again kind of like a game of clue as you're watching this movie yeah murder mystery well, that's a good question. I, I really don't – I thought – and again, it's because I had, I had relatively recently seen Murder on the Orient Express. I thought that's the <laughs> angle they were going to go with. I really did. Um, and spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't – doesn't know this story that's like 50 years old at this point. Um, skip like 10 seconds ahead. <laughs> skip, 30 seconds skip, ahead. skip a Skip ahead. Um, <laughs> But the conclusion of that movie, right, is that, well, everybody did it. And I was like, oh, right, right. Okay, like, are, is that what we're going to do? We're just, we're just going to do the everybody did it story. Like, they all well, had a motive. You know, they all did it. They all did. They all did. Except you know? for Marta. I didn't think Marta did it <laughs> from the beginning. I was like, oh. she didn't do this. Right, right. I mean, she had nothing to gain. Like, and the way that it was written is like, Yes, she came in. She was helping. She was a good friend. But like, uh, if anything, he was gonna like. She she was she she became a good friend. What? She became a good friend. Well, but she was definitely hired right. as a nurse first. She but, was definitely hired. As I, a I think to summarize right. it though, Daniel Craig's character says it best. She has a good heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you're not wanting to think that she did it, but then it's kind of like, well, maybe maybe she did just kind of fuck it. I mean, I don't think she did that, but... <laughs> right. Um, where do you want to go next? I mean, We're going to take a brief characters. pause, because I need to go refill my drink. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm going to review my notes, so it's a perfect spot. All right, review your notes, figure it out, uh, and I'll be back. Round up. Reviews.
All right, we're back. So you have a question. <laughs> yes, John, I had a question for you. Um, I noticed as I was watching the movie that they they referenced like a lot of different places that Marta was from, um, like yeah. Paraguay, Ecuador, maybe Brazil. Uruguay. Brazil, yeah, at the end. Uh, I noticed that somebody was like, Brazilian nurse, right? So it's like, but wait, I thought she was a part of the family. <laughs> I think the, that's, the, that's the whole point, right? Like, Oh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know, I, that's, that's just you know, a tribute to the, the writing and the genius behind all of it. It's just like, yes, she's a part of the family. We love her. She's, you know, we're going to take care of her. Well, the, the real, like... In case you're not picking up on that, this is one thing I think Ryan Johnson did really well in the film and everybody that worked on it, but they do a great job of like laying a lot out in, in the subtext. Like if you're paying attention, you're going to pick it up. Um, but then also like in case you're not good at being at picking up on subtleties, uh, <laughs> they they kind of slap it in your face a little bit sometimes, but in a good way, like not in a way that's like, not in a bad way, but they do it in, in such a way that makes it so poignant. So, for example, if you're just not picking up on the subtlety of, like, man, they've changed the place she's from, like, every time they talk about her. The culmination of, like, hey, all of this, like, she's part of the family is bullshit thing is when they're having the conversation on immigration. And um, Don Johnson's character, which love Don Johnson, too. Shout out, Childhood. Um, his character, Richard, um, Jamie Lee's husband, um, yeah. he like calls her in to get her perspective, right? Starts talking to, well, your family did it the right way. And before she even has a moment to talk, like the whole family continues to talk over each other and he hands her his plate. <laughs> like she's oh. the help. <laughs> wow. I didn't catch that. Part. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like if you aren't paying attention enough to pick up the fact that yeah, they really don't care about her. <laughs> like that is the epitome of like, hey, let's bring you in because you're an immigrant with firsthand experience. We're going to ask you a question that we don't actually want you to answer. Now take my dirty plate because I'm done eating. <laughs> and we're going to talk over you the entire time. And we're just going to keep talking. Answer the question. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. I did not catch that. Uh, man. Uh that's a lot of good subtext. And, like, you know, I think the actors, like, all of them, again, being, you know, the cast that they are, did an amazing job of portraying, you know, the characters that they were. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it was, like, you know, you really just felt it was believable, right? You know, like, in some yeah. instances, you watch a movie and you're like, okay, yeah, no. Like, I don't see that at all. Like, you know, even Daniel Craig's character, like, wow. Southern accent, crazy. And then, you know, we haven't talked about him a whole lot yet. Um, Chris Evans, right? Yeah, man. I mean, everyone knows Chris Evans from what? Captain America, right? Exactly. So then or, to... or if you're an OG, you know him as um, the Human Torch <laughs> from Fantastic Four. <laughs> no, no, I, I uh, barely remember that movie. I just kind of tried to block it out of my memory. Oh man! Hey, let's be real. It's the best version of the Fantastic Four we've got. <laughs> fair, that's fair. But you know, going back to Chris Evans, just in the, the the contrast that he you know portrays with Captain America, and then this guy comes in and it's like eating Biscoff cookies as he's like telling everyone off. It's just yeah. ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You know. And it's believable, though, at the same time. Going full circle again, I felt like it was all believable. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, I mean... Which, you know, this is probably actually a good point. Maybe we want to start going into who did it. Yeah, I think we need to go down that rabbit hole. Um, so, I mean, if you're somebody that's not seen the movie... Uh, yes. Take a pause here, or if you just don't give a shit, uh, continue to listen. Continue, um, please. But one of the things, because I mean, like, this is obviously the, like, this is the explanation point of the movie, right? Like, 
so the biggest twist, in my opinion, honestly, isn't even, as a movie fan, wasn't even the one at the end where you find out who actually kicked all of these dominoes into motion here. But is, like, a quarter of the way through the fucking movie, <laughs> they show you that, no, Thrombi did slit his own throat. <laughs> And right. so, when you asked me earlier, you were like, well, who did you think did it? That was where I was like, alright, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to outsmart the movie. Um, and then, the moment that it shows, like, what happened that fateful night with Harlan, I was like, wait, so what the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> because he clearly committed suicide. Yeah, I was like, okay, so the movie is not actually a murder mystery, but how is she gonna like not get blamed for it like is that the movie um and then obviously as it develops it does a you know the ending is fantastic but um but i i will stand by that for me the biggest twist was that moment because at as a movie goer and as someone that's as big of a fan of of movies in general um that was a moment where i genuinely went Oh, I don't, I don't know what to expect next now. Like, I really don't. And that's something that honestly, um, I can say is a pretty rare thing for me. Um, you know, in most cases, even if a movie does pull something out of its ass in terms of like the surprise twist, like you can usually follow the formula. And this movie did such a good job of subverting that. Mm-hmm. That, in my opinion, is the greatest accomplishment of Ryan Johnson in this film, is that I I equate it, and, and you're going to chuckle at this, um, because you know my love for this movie, um, I, I truly feel this movie is trying to do, and we'll see if it succeeds moving forward, um, for the genre of like the murder mystery, what Scream did for the genre of horror, in particular the slashers. Because the entire thing is it plays on the tropes, it makes them larger than life, but then it completely subverts the genre as it stands. Um, And it's like, oh, you think you know how the genre works because we're even going to tell you this is how it's working. And now we're going to flip that shit upside down, shake it up and see what happens. um, and, And come out with a really good conclusion. (laughs) Right, exactly. And, you know, what I found really interesting um, was the diner scene, you know, where, like, Chris Evans sits down with... Uh, Marta. Right, Marta. So, you know, Hugh, Hugh Ransom sits down with Marta. And, you know, it's like, okay, so I see that you uh, finished all of your dinner there, and I see that you drank your beer. Um, so you're going to now tell me what happened that night. Yeah. You're going to tell me the <laughs> you truth. Know, obviously... <laughs> Right, right. We've already seen you know, the whole walkthrough of what happened. But it's like, okay. He's like, I believe you. I, I believe that's uh, 100%. I believe, you know, like, I don't think you killed him. Yeah, yeah. But he was murdered. And he's right. like, I think he, and I think, and you know what? I know he was murdered. It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> because if you haven't figured out up to this point, Chris Evans is Hugh Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> Is the killer Hugh Ransom he... Thromby is is the guy? I mean, he's not the mastermind the killer. Yeah, he's the right. mastermind. He's the mastermind. Yeah, um, because as is revealed at the end. Well, I mean, let's get into that. <laughs> that was the genius too. There at the end, you know, and you know the little bits leading up to that, you know, with the um, talk, the blood tox report, you know, yeah. and figured that out, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later. That was one actually my small. Um, critiques about the movie is like after it kind of started to go like okay let's move it along a little slow for me like okay. i don't think i didn't anyway um the the reveal though at the end of like how you know the whole plan went down and the fact that he actually didn't switch what well, how did it go again like she so, actually gave him the right dose yeah she right. gave him the right medicine he did switch it right he, but he she gave the, it to him um, the correct way, and yeah. it's honestly all because Harlan was being a little ass, a, a little smartass, and he dumped, he flipped the table right, and he dumped yeah. her bag out. 
And so she just didn't even – she just blindly picked him up. She blindly picked him up. And then and just then grabbed as, them because she was talking to him. As the detective describes, you knew. Because you slightest, can feel the slight density difference in the bottles. This, and you knew which one to give him. And then when you saw the bottle, you freaked out. And the only reason he ended up actually dying – and, like, that's, like – that was one of, like, the saddest parts of, like, the movie for me is, like, oh – so he could be alive. He was. Right he was. Now. He would have been fine. Here's one of my my very few gripes with this movie, though. She gives him the wrong quote unquote dose, right? Yep. And explains that he has ten minutes to live. Yep. And then at six minutes to live, he explains to her how they're gonna like hide it. <laughs> Yeah, and which, then it takes many more minutes for her to leave, and then come back, and lo and behold, she said you have ten minutes, and at five minutes you're gonna start seeing these effects. And he never like there couldn't have been a moment like why did they not? I understand it's a high tension, but like yeah. pause and go wait a minute. I'm not feeling any of the effects she said I was going to feel. Right. Something's well, up. <laughs> in in defense of all of that, though, I, I will say I really enjoyed the fact that, okay, so, you know, the, the okay, we should probably get this right. Harlan Thrombey, Christopher Palmer. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the, the fact that he, you know, did all the, you know, execute, or he told her how to execute this so the cops won't, you know, suspect you as the killer. Um, and like you really attribute that to all of the murder novels that he wrote, right? Yeah. And all the experience and like everything that he wrote about. And then like even as you know that was all unfolding, he's like, oh, so this is actually a really great way to kill somebody, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, he starts like taking <laughs> notes, taking notes in his notebook. It's like it's just so well. And but yeah, did you like actually stop the movie and were kind of like paying attention to the time, or were you just? No, I didn't stop it. It's just the way that, like, you can, like, especially when you revisit the movie, like, once you know how it goes, that stood out to me more. Um, So, for context, I've watched this movie probably three or four times, um, including earlier today in preparation for this. Um, And it just stands out more and more every time as it's like, you have ten minutes left to live, at five minutes you're going to start feeling these symptoms, and then she's like panicking and going to call the, the, the ambulance. And then he goes, Marta, I only have six minutes left. You need to listen to me. And it's like, he's not experiencing any of the symptoms. And I don't know what the time frame actually unfolds. Like, like I said, I didn't stop it and like actually time it out, but it's very clear that it's like, okay. So he explains it all to her. She steps out of the room. She comes back into the room. He has gone across the room. He's got the night. Like, yeah. Clearly, there's been yeah. at least enough minutes unfold that maybe, yeah, it wasn't a full 10 minutes from the moment he was injected to the moment that she actually does get out and he slits yeah. his throat. But it's got to be at minute like eight or nine and he's doing just fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, he should be like, okay, so maybe the morphine should have kicked in. I should be feeling something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But no, absolutely. You gotta attribute that to the, I guess, the high. Well, they're they're also like as as a movie goer, you gotta get the plot moving somehow. <laughs> like, like there's no movie if he's if Thrombi's just like, actually, you know what? I feel fine. <laughs> like, yeah, and roll credits. Right, right <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, I'm I'm fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Then the movie would have been over. Like, because again, that was like within like the first quarter of the movie, right? So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it only needs to be thirty minutes. I don't actually remember the exact one. Short film. Um, I think it's like a, God, what is it? Like a two hour movie? Just over two hours? I think so. At least two hours. Um, And, you know, this is a good segue again to what I was saying earlier about, I felt that the, the car chase was kind of like an unnecessary scene. And then it just kind of got slow a little bit for me. Like I I understand, you know, that was like leading up to the big reveal, but it was just like, okay, so, where are we going with this? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had, I don't know. I I didn't feel like it was unnecessary. Like 
could you have cut it out and the movie still operate fine? Like, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. I just viewed it very much as like, yeah, okay. Like we got to have a little bit of filler here for the conclusion. Right. Like, yeah. We, we had to somehow wrap up the plot line of Fran, um, the, the housekeeper, um, yeah. Which I gotta I gotta say here too I gotta go on a little little this is one of my other gripes with this movie, it's such a minor gripe but also just like for a movie I think this is why it frustrates me for a movie that is so smart to have such a stupid moment. Okay. Um, Fran deciding to blackmail Ransom. You know she doesn't know exactly what he did, uh-huh. but she knows like he had to do with with uh harlan's death and so she decides to blackmail him and get this money from him and she's the one that set the location meetup and she she so it's like all right let's take a moment she picks an abandoned um laundromat in the dark to meet a guy that she thinks murdered his father or his grandfather and and decides I'm going to meet him alone in the dark with no weapon and no one else to, to consider what's going on for the money exchange. Like, no, anybody, anybody in that situation is going to go, you're going to leave a bag of money in a public location that I'm going to go pick up and fuck you. See you later. Ransom. But no, she meets him and she sets the grand plan is to meet him in a dark, sketchy area and then think, well, surely I know he's I think he murdered one person already, but he's not going to murder me. Like, what a stupid moment. <laughs> I, I agree. And, you know, when I was watching it again last night, I was like, he's, he's coming at you. Oh yeah, okay. you know Stay Captain America, the strong guy. The strong guy's coming at you. He's coming right at you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's all she does. Is she's like, ah. oh my god, it was so stupid, so stupid. That was that was probably my biggest gripe with the whole movie. And I think, like I said, it's because overall the movie is such a smart movie that mm-hmm. to just have something so dumb in it. Yeah, and you know, again, like maybe that doesn't even need to be in there. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. It was an added. I don't know, because like the blood tox, the blood tox report would have gone to the police anyway, and yeah. they would have found out. Well, I guess they would have found out that she would have given the correct dosage, so then it wouldn't have been her. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. See, that's why that plot line's in there, though, because yeah. that's how Ransom has to. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, obviously, I I know it's you, but I'm gonna pin it on you anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which is so, yeah. Which so, I do got to say, great. to give credit again where credit is due, you know, we find out that Ransom sets the the medical center on fire to burn up mm-hmm. the evidence, right? Um, You got to really pay attention. But when Marta goes to his house with the Ransom, uh, <laughs> with the uh, blackmail note... Right. Um, if you pay attention in the background, um, there's a row of brown jugs sitting on a shelf with one missing. And then when you see the scene where Ransom burns down the medical facility, it's a brown jug. Wow. That's a good catch. Yeah. I, I, did, I did not catch that. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so they paid like a, a lot. Again, this is why I go back to. For a movie that is so smart and that lays all of the answers subtly out behind, like, for you, if you're really closely paying attention, and then it has this really stupid moment. It's really stupid <laughs> so, moment, which is like, wait, what? And then she dies. Ultimately. And then she dies. Which, which, was, which, which, maybe which was good. Maybe that was the way of redeeming. <laughs> here's, here's the other <laughs> fucked up thing, and, and I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. This is not my original idea. Um... It's an idea that I, I got from a U- I, watching a YouTube video about this movie, and uh, I'm not going to name it, um, but this video, this particular video, they point out, we as the audience are meant to, and I would say frequent, like pretty much everybody, there's always going to be that one exception, that one asshole, 
Um, but <laughs> as the audience, cheer when we find out that she died because Ransom goes oh, to no. jail longer. <laughs> it's like, hold on, let's take a moment here and just just think about the fact that we're like, oh, yeah. this innocent woman has died, and I'm glad so that this asshole can go to jail for murder instead of just go to jail for a short amount of time for attempted murder. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, well, I mean, like, let's break that down a little bit. Like, clearly he was responsible in a way for the death, but it was, you know, a suicide. It was genuinely a suicide. A suicide. So, yeah, like... Other than murdering Fran? It's just attempted murder then? Yeah, right? Legally. Well, yeah. Legally... Well, he didn't do anything that wrong. Like, like he says when he thinks that Fran is alive, like from right. a legal perspective, when he thinks Fran is alive, possibly an attempted murder on Fran, not even necessarily on Harlan. Right. Arson. And that's about it. <laughs> yep. He's got a good lawyer, he said. So. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like the only reason the bad guy goes to jail is because an innocent person actually does die. Well, that and we're yeah. all like, "Oh, good! I'm glad she, I'm glad she did die." <laughs> yep, and then uh, in for a penny, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? In for a pound, yep, going in. It. And then you know the awesome, you know, my family going to the beginning, right? Wouldn't even know the difference between a real knife and a prop knife. Yeah, what a and then, like what a, a foreshadow. Oh yeah, um, like there was you know. There are the points in the movie where you're like, okay, this is foreshadowing after you watch it. And then yeah. it's like, that that clearly is, but it's like so good. It was yeah. like so, you know, well-rounded connecting all the dots and it's just. No, dang. absolutely. I think, um, and this one's not so much foreshadowing as just kind of bringing it full circle. Um, and again, it's a really subtle thing, but when Marta gets to the house at the beginning of the movie when she first comes back to the house the way the camera um camera work is set up she gets out of her car and is looking up at the house and the family and then what's the final shot of the movie her the family the looking up at the house and her <laughs> yeah like what a way to bring it full circle yeah no, Although, with that final shot, question, where the fuck is uh, is Nana, or mom, the, the mom? Like, <laughs> really, like, She's like, probably still in the house, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, did, does this mean, like, Marta's just like, alright, come on, Nan, you and me, we're hanging out. This is my yeah. mom. <laughs> this is my sister. <laughs> and this is... This is Nana. Harlan's mom. <laughs> Which, yeah. fun fact, despite playing Harlan's mom, the actress that plays that is actually three years younger than Christopher Plummer. <laughs> really? Yeah. So did they make her look older, or is she not age 12? I don't know. I didn't look that up. <laughs> My gosh. We might have to, might have to take a look at that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I guess wrapping up, I, I, I have to ask you, you know, what you know, what was one of your biggest takeaways from the movie, you think? Because I, I already know mine. Wow. From a particular scene. Um, that's a good question. Let me think on that. Okay. Let's, well, you let's know, talk through yours. I got to think on that. Mine, uh, to provide a little comic relief here, uh, was don't drive a Honda. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, when, and like, I have, you know, that's another great point too. I'm like, just the cinematography, you know, when they just read the will, you know, everyone's like, clearly lived yeah <laughs> and you know she's like martha's trying to back away and you know the detectives help her out and then finally they make it she makes it out of the house gets in her car and then you just have all these close-ups of like the angry family members just like pissed off at her and you know the car won't start and it's like what yeah Damn. yeah so and that was a Honda. maybe it's a blue one don't drive a blue one i don't know <laughs> Um, fair enough. Because you know, God knows you're not going to outrun the cops either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God, 
She's going, don't, don't this commit a crime. Thing you do? Going 65, 70. The cops, you know. I'm literally it flooring it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, don't accidentally be at the wrong place at the wrong time and maybe murder somebody and then drug a Honda. That's the that's, biggest takeaway that I have take for you guys. Um, I guess the Not that I'm advocating for murder. Obviously. <laughs> well, some, no. Um, the biggest takeaway is that uh, family sucks. <laughs> and uh your friends are only your friends as long as they get what they want <laughs> yeah and anybody that tells you you're like family is probably full of shit <laughs> dan john over here hitting home hitting regular <laughs> no um i mean like seriously though it no. is i think the big takeaway from the film is it's a classic it's it's almost cliche right but it's like Mm -hmm. every everybody loves you as long as you're doing something for them and then the moment you're not like you're the scum of the earth (laughs) type of thing yeah um and family sucks. <laughs> it's all about me. me. I mean, well, I should say it's all about you, 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 you. Until you have like 60 million, I think, right? I don't know. And assets, I believe he had. I don't remember. Plus, you know, everything else. Um, then, it's, it, then it's me, me, me. And it's, right. I, here's, I, here's my thing. Like, so. Um, and I mean, I guess like she got the, she got the money too. So, so I guess that's how I was going to say like. Man, she's going to get that first, like, utility bill, <laughs> then taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> like, I, hope Harlan, okay. I hope Harlan had an accountant and she got I, to hire him. I will be honest. I would not want to see the heating bill for that old house, though. Absolutely God. not. God, no. Absolutely no. not. Um, well, I know you're trying to wrap it up here, but one thing uh, – I'd be remiss if I didn't point it out because I went through all the trouble of screenshotting this. Shout out Reddit. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, um, forgot about this. Really small detail. I don't know if you looked at it already. But while the movie itself does not play out in real time, all of the clocks do. So in the movie... Um, Ryan Johnson confirmed this in an interview. Anytime a clock or a phone is in the set, um, they had somebody that had to just pay really close attention to the time and and basically go back and double check. Okay, well, how long is it supposed to be since the last time we saw the time on screen? Huh. And the clocks always are in sync with real real time of the movie. So again, going back to... Just how well they did of just setting up these super small details to just continually draw you in. And I mean, like, that's a detail that nobody's going to notice instinctively. But you might notice if there's, like, a clock that is very clearly wrong. Like, nobody's going to notice if it's right. But you're going to notice if it's clearly wrong. Something that's, like, you know, five, ten years down the road have like the super like cult of like the movie you know, the <laughs> the fan movie cults. right yeah that have watched the movie a thousand times and they've literally like paused it frame for frame right and broken everything down and then you know yeah that. yeah but, so no overall knives out great movie super excited for uh the sequel down the road um yeah, but also also i have to say like it's it's almost concerning um with the movie because like number one what do you do in the next one right like how do you live up to this but also like this movie is set up to be franchisable right like it it is Mm. set up to be franchisable because exactly what they're probably doing with the sequel all you have to do is follow blanc to his next mystery Right. Just like with the Agatha Christie Murder on the Orient Express, we're getting the new movie Death on the Nile coming out next year. Oh. Um, okay. But just like that, where you just follow the detective to their next mystery, and it's, so it's like, cool, so we can just keep making these. But also, 
and as a as an avid horror movie fan, I've I can attest to this more than any other genre. Once you set your franchise up to be the just never ending sequel generator, you usually only get a few good sequels out of that bad boy, and then you're like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> like, right. You know, I mean, like I, what you know, is is you know, Knives Out Seven is gonna be Benoit Blanc in space. <laughs> Fighting Jason Voorhees. (laughs) And before that, it was underwater, you know, in some ocean. Absolutely. (laughs) Station. Like a Dr. Seuss rhyme on a plane on a train. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. I mean, looking at, like, the money, I think this movie was budgeted at, like, $30 That was, like, the cost. And then I think Box Office, though, brought in, like, $400 So. Yeah, it had a pretty pretty hefty um box office here we go let me see i think i might have it right up here um maybe not all right i i was wrong i don't <laughs> well and you know they're gonna keep making it obviously it keeps making money okay so the budget yeah the budget was approximately 40 million um in the united states it grossed 165 million um 26 million of which came on opening weekend and then worldwide box office was 309 million dang yeah see yeah i'd be okay with that payday uh yeah absolutely so i I guess you know i was i was thinking about this maybe we should give some kind of rating for the movies that we review i have no idea things that we review um so do you want to go an overall rating? Do you want to break it down by like production, cinematography, plot? I think I think I think we we can just give it an overall rating. So I mean, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Well, you know, I guess if I was gonna go out of five stars, I would probably have to say, you know, for me, four. I'd give it a four out of five. No, you know, I'd give it a four out of five. It was a great movie. The The only reason that I probably wouldn't give it a 5 out of 5, and, like, this is probably more of a me thing. It's just, like, the rewatchability, you know, like, going back and watching it again isn't necessarily something that I'm probably going to do. But, you know, that's more of a personal preference, too, yeah. at the same time. I don't yeah, know. no, that's true. Um, Yeah, for me, I'd say I'm going to um, hijack your, your, your rating. Um, I'm all about self-promotion. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid, I'm going to give it a solid four, four and a half bottles of rum out of five. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, no, I would say like, it, it's very well done. It's very well shot. The cast is spectacular. Um, it, it's a smart movie. It has some glaring, um, you you do, it has some some key moments that you have to suspend, you know suspension of disbelief, um, which every movie does. Has very few mistakes, but the ones it does have are just so glaring, and I, and I think though that that's a tribute to how good the rest of it is. Um, yeah. I yeah. definitely would recommend it. I think it has some more rewatchability. Uh, but primarily because um, I think the rewatchability factor is once you know the storyline, at that point you you rewatch it to see what you missed. And there are mm-hmm. certainly a number of things that as I've watched this movie on the second, third, and I think fourth <laughs> time around, I think I've watched it four times, um, it – there are so many little things that you start to notice that are either just little detail oriented things in terms of just like how well they set up the world, but also so many little things that like breadcrumb you from the beginning of the movie, what the twists are. Um, and so because of that, yeah, I'd say four and a half, four and a half bottles of rum, yo ho, me hearty, yo ho. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah, and I guess one last thing that I'll throw in with rewatchability, you know, Knives Out 2 coming out. Obviously, I'm going to probably have to rewatch this one again, you know, before the second one comes out, just so I, you know, get back into the, the atmosphere. Get back and into then, the groove. <laughs> yeah, get back into the groove and then watch the second one. But uh, yeah, there you have it. The total, uh, we would give it a four and a half bottles of rum. 
out of five. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. So stupid. <laughs> like, I know it was my idea, but it's such a stupid, corny idea. I love it, though. We're, We're going to keep it. it. We're keeping it. We're rolling with it now. Unless we get a whole bunch of bad comments. About it. What the <laughs> hell are you Nah, expecting? just like Ryan Johnson, we have to we have to stick our middle finger to the internet troll. <laughs> so there if you, you don't go, like it, if there's anything you don't like, don't tell us about it. Because we're just going to stick our middle finger up. Yeah, and um, just throw it right back at you. <laughs> Actually, uh, my good friend, shout out John, back in the Quad Cities. He's going to at least pretend to watch it. We talked about it last night. <laughs> so, watch or listen. Watch, watch listen, listen, observe. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I'll shut up, let you do the outro here. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's the outro, everyone. Go check out Knives Out. Love Go it, watch it. it. It's free on Amazon Prime if you've got Amazon Prime. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye.